Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of Page One with Bavar and Mary, which you will hear on this Friday night, November 5th, 2021. Now in November. And as I said last week, we are within now the last uh, nine weeks or the last nine Friday, well, that's not nine Fridays with you of the year. Um, <clears throat> got a few things ahead of us. There is still uh, Thanksgiving. (laughs) There is still Hanukkah. And then there is Christmas. But for some odd reason this week, what? You forgot one. Festivus. You forgot Festivus. Oh, yes, Festivus too. And there's even Veterans Day next week on Thursday. So there's quite a few things between now and in Christmas, (laughs) and I know for some of you, you have now gone full speed into the holiday season, but that voice that you heard was my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? (laughs) Good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Uh It is uh, here in Chicago, uh, Light FM, uh, one of the stations here every year starts holiday music a little early, and I think we mentioned this about a week or two ago. And the only guess is when they would do it. I think the earliest that they did it was November 3rd. And this year, uh, even before we got back to you, uh, they did it on November 3rd, um, this past Wednesday. 24 hours Christmas music through the end of the year. Uh and every week, I think, for the next few weeks until we get past Thanksgiving, we will always ask the question, how early is too early? Uh, some people can live with it and love it. Some people don't really want to hear about it until after Thanksgiving. Um, I know which way my friend goes because she told you last week that she hung up on somebody uh, who mentioned the holidays <laughs> ahead of time. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know how I feel about it. I think I'm a little indifferent. I mean, I don't mind hearing a holiday song or two right now, but I think that if I had to hear all day, and it's not really the week of, I'm even open to like the week of Thanksgiving. If I start hearing it, then I'm cool with it. Um. It just doesn't seem like the beginning of November and right after Halloween that I'm too Christmassy right now. <laughs> Maybe we started Black mm-hmm. Friday. Right? 
So I, I'm starting to understand the Christmas like prep stuff because I really started to think about like, um, especially with like at work with that kind of planning. There's there's not very many days left before people are going to be going on Christmas holidays and taking Christmas vacations and that kind of thing. Right. Um. <clears throat> so I can understand starting to plan for that kind of stuff and give some leeway for that now, but Christmas music, decorations, but, and decorations not so much, but like Christmas gifts, people are already starting to buy gifts. Um, some of that's a little, oof, a little cringy for me. I, I, I'm, I have to admit, Christmas songs is definitely a no. I don't want to hear them until Thanksgiving, until Black Friday. Well, that's well. I mean, like I said, Black Friday sales are already starting. So um, I know. So yeah, it's so weird. I I did not tell you, and unfortunately, uh, tonight's show is dedicated to Christmas music. So for the next forty-five minutes, we will be playing nothing but the top ten Christmas songs of all time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh just God. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. Oh, God. Not um, yet. No, not yet. <laughs> um, you know what? It wasn't until a few years ago that here um, I started to pay more attention to, you know, on Christmas Eve when most channels would switch to the um, the fireplace. Um, on Christmas night after most of the, I'm sorry, Christmas Eve night uh, after most of the programming has gone off for the evening. And um, I actually kind of look forward to that a little bit. Uh, I think it started in New York, if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of the stations in New York, and then it kind of caught to other stations. Um, really wasn't aware of it then, but um I think this year I may uh I think I have a DVD of just the um the fireplace somewhere. <laughs> I, think I know that there's that. YouTube channels with it like 10 hours sure. worth of fire. Yes, I'm sure there is. <laughs> with the sound. Yes. With the sound, the crackling sound. Mhm. We used to do what that for does- the dog when we leave the house. What does it YouTube have? Um, videos of me singing. There's one for you. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's one. Thing. It doesn't have videos of me singing either, so we're good. Um, but no, YouTube. Here's the weird thing about YouTube. YouTube for those of you who need things to help you sleep. And I did not know it until a while back because I needed help one night. Uh, you can get like ambient noise. You can get, um, you know, either rain or ocean or um, uh, nature itself. And one of the things that is an ambient noise that, oddly enough, kind of helps me. Well, I know they also have a sound of a fan. Because some people sleep with the sound of a fan. It helps them. I actually 
the sound of a vacuum. I guess the humming noise or like the ever-present, like just constant hum. They say it works with like infants as well sometimes, but the sound Mm -hmm. from a vacuum helps you sleep. Did not know that. Yeah, kiddo was a car. It was the the idling engine. Really? So I didn't even have to drive anywhere. I just had to have the engine idling. Yeah. So if she has trouble sleeping now, do you tell her to just go out to the car and just start it? No. <laughs> no, but I should. <laughs> it might help. Mine is a mine's a weird one. It's a CPAP machine. There's something about the hum of the CPAP machines. Really? There's something about it. And I think it's just like the oxygen through it and then on top of that the like the hum of the motor. The white noise of it. And I will tell you as a CPAP user, uh the weird thing here is that sometimes I can still have insomnia and have a CPAP machine. <laughs> it does I guess <laughs> As the person who's hearing it, because here's the thing. Once you start where uh, you, you wear a CPAP machine, you're not really listening to the outer noise of it. It just makes sense. I don't know why. You're not really listening to the outer noise of it. You're more paying attention to what's kind of going on with the air, well, on good CPAPs, uh, of what's going on within, you know, your CPAP, then you are probably outside of it. And I really don't listen for the outside sound of it um, because sometimes that air from the um, the nasal portion, it kind of like seeps a little bit, which is normal. But I'm listening more to that than I am the outer uh, sounds of the CPAP, which is weird. I guess it's, I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to buy you we're going to go online and buy you a CPAP machine and just turn it on. No. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Thanks. I remember a while back I bought one of those, um, the sound machines um, to help me sleep at night. And the sound machine was supposed to have six different sounds to it. One was a river. Second one, I think, was like uh, crickets or whatever it was, and then I think uh, birds chirping and then water and waves. And it it sounded too manufactured at times, but it kind of did the trick. But, yeah, whenever Float Your Boat helps you sleep at night, some people turn on the radio, some people have to listen to music. It's interesting. Uh, if we help in regards to helping you sleep at night <laughs> – you're welcome. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. But we got a few things to talk about tonight. Uh, also tonight, uh, Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. Uh, also, Retro Moments of the Week. Uh, we'll take a live look at what is trending on Twitter. Uh, if we have a little time, uh, I will have one more thing. But um, like I said, we're now in the month of November. So there's a lot of stuff that's kind of going on. Um, And I think last week I kind of started into um, 
some of the things. Today is National Jersey Friday, the first Friday in November, uh, National Love Your Red Hair Day. Um, I was going to go into a story about that, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I can do that. No, here, you know, here's the thing. I don't know what it is, but it was funny because the other day I was talking with someone, and we were talking about things that um, – I don't know where the conversation started. And I think it was talking about certain traits of females, and he said that he loved females with red hair. And I was like, I kind of get that. Uh, there's a few favorite redheads out there. Um, I don't know what it is, but um, whether it's manufactured, there's something about red hair sometimes. I don't know if it's like just the wildness of it all or that the fact that it like uh, – not as attractive, I don't think, on like guys. I don't know. <laughs> Ladies like guys with red hair. <laughs> um, but, yeah. They just natural, have no soul. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I know some soulless gingers out there that are pretty that are pretty awesome. So uh yeah. <laughs> Regardless of their soullessness, I, I I'd agree with that. You can send any comments or complaints uh to Mary. <laughs> <laughs> she is the one at Blue um, Eyes Mama on most social media <laughs> areas. By all means, tell me I'm wrong, and I'll <laughs> tell you you're wrong. Um, no, that's awesome. Although, is it a difference between natural and because there aren't very many natural redheads uh, that are like fire engine red? I know uh, among some famous ladies with red hair because I know I love Christina Hendricks, uh, Isla Fisher. Uh, Jessica Chastain, Emma Stone, Julianne Moore, Amy Adams, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, Lindsay Lohan, if she doesn't change it back to blonde. Like, she's been blonde for so long, I think people forget red hair. Um, Allison Hannigan, Marsha Cross, um, Molly Ringwald, of course, who I think is everybody's favorite redhead. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a few. Oh, today is National Yes, she's on the list as well. I didn't say it, but yes, Deborah Messing as well. Um, <laughs> today, today is also National Donut Day. Uh, I know you, you, like I, are a fan of donuts. <laughs> um, so, yes, National Donut Day was today. I'm sorry that uh, you probably missed the deal. At your... I didn't miss it. <laughs> Krispy Kreme, man. What are you talking about? You know what? <laughs> uh, they are now at Walmart, um, and they have huge displays now with uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. You can get a dozen, or you can get six. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to get donuts from Krispy Kreme at Walmart because it doesn't it, it doesn't beat going to the actual Krispy Kreme and getting it fresh and knowing that you know you got it right after it was made. I don't know. I guess I would have to try it. I know they also sell half dozen. I'll have to try it. But there's something about going to Krispy Kreme when the light's on, getting freshly made Krispy Kreme donut. Oh, my God, so good. Um, and I'm going to stop now before I start throwing. <laughs> but, yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know what? What is something is that I don't think I have a sound clip of when we're talking about donuts, which is shame on me. Um, yeah, I know. You need I think, yeah, I told you last week don't. also that November 6th was my favorite day because I'm going to tell you in a moment. But tomorrow is National Play Outside Day, which is the first Saturday of every month, National Bison Day. It is saxophone day, and tomorrow, and, and Mary knows that there is a few particular foods that I, like, am passionate about. Tomorrow is National Nachos Day. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to try and find some good nachos from somewhere. Um, but it's got to be then, particular oh, nachos, people. He is mm-hmm. a very he's a nacho connoisseur. Yep. You got Don't it. Don't be faking nachos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh Sunday is National Retinol Day. Uh National Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day. Uh National Canine Lymphoma Awareness Day. And of course daylight saving time ends. So Saturday night to Sunday, we go back. We fall back, folks. That's important because we want you to join us next week at the same time. <laughs> we don't want you to join us anyway. <laughs> I would hope by then you will set your clocks back. So, um, but yeah, daylight saving time. And then on Monday, National Cappuccino Day. It is National Parents as Teachers Day. It's National uh, STEM STEAM Day. It's also National Harvey Wallbanger Day. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what a Harvey Wallbanger is, right? Right. That's why I went, okay. Go on, Meadow. Yes. Uh, National Harvey Wallbanger Day. On November 8th, it recognizes a fruity and spirited cocktail made with three parts vodka, one part Galliano. Did I pronounce that correctly? I hope so. And six parts orange juice. Uh, you pour it into a highball glass and garnish it with an orange slice and a maraschino cherry. Um, yeah. So enjoy one on Sunday. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday. And then on Tuesday, National Scrapple Day. <laughs> uh, and then on Wednesday, it is the Marine Corps birthday. National Forget-Me-Not Day, National Vanilla Cupcake Day, and then on Thursday, it is National Sunday Day, as well as Veterans Day. And as a friend of mine who is a veteran uh, tells us every year on her Facebook post, please, for the love of God, remember Memorial Day is for those who served and lost their lives in the line of duty and we remember them. Veterans Day is the one where you can actually thank veterans who are currently with us. And I know every year she does this huge story on this because people go to her Memorial Day and say, hey, happy National Memorial Day. She's like, I'm still here. I'm still here. Veterans Day, you can thank you then. Yeah, you can thank me on Veterans Day. (laughs) I'm looking right at you, dude. Right. (laughs) That is what this Thursday is about. So, yes. Remember that, but yes, and then uh, 
of course, when we get to you on the uh, – yeah, and it's also like I said, Sunday Day and Veterans Day. So, hey, and if you know a veteran and you're near a place that's serving Sundays, treat them to a Sunday. There you go. No better way to do that. Uh, but we're in November, and like I said, there is a lot of stuff that goes on in the month of November. Um, it is National Animal Shelter Appreciation Week, the first full week of November. Uh, also throughout this month, it is Adopt a Senior Pet Month. Um, it is also Epilepsy Awareness Month, Banana Pudding Lovers Month, Gluten-Free Diet Awareness Month, Lung Cancer Awareness Month, uh, is also Military Family Month, National Adoption Month, uh, COPD Month, Diabetes Month is this month. And then, of course, right after it, it was Fun Fondue Month. Uh, which I don't know if that really I don't know if that really helps right after that. Uh, it is also National Home Care and Hospice Month, Inspirational Role Models Month, uh, Long Term Care Awareness Month, Native American Heritage Month is this month, uh, Peanut Butter Lovers Month, uh, Pet Cancer Awareness Month, Pomegranate Month, Raisin Bread Month. It is also uh, Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, spinach and squash month and uh, it is <laughs> no shave ember or beard month or um, Movember here in the US in Australia it is mustache month um, and then the one thing that I hate to mention uh, it is also sweet potato <laughs> awareness month <laughs> and I'm not why do you hate to mention it Uh, I that's all I'm going to mention about that and uh, I will leave it there (laughs) I guess for you okay Uh, we got stories to tell so (laughs) I know now this is going to take up the show so I'm going to tell you folks out here an issue that I have Uh, young Mary here um, occasionally when she goes to places and she orders food, she will not really get French fries. Now, I've known Mary now for 25 years. One of the things that I know is that she really is not a French fry eater. It takes a special type of French fry for her to like it. doesn't say she's not eating fries, but it takes a special fry for her to like it. And, um, but one thing that I know that she will order, quote, unquote, in the fry threshold, sweet potato fries. <laughs> and as I have politely told her, I take myself as a fry connoisseur. I have eaten pretty much fries from a lot of different places, a lot of different chain restaurants. And I can tell you, um, no major chain restaurant orders or offers sweet potato fries for a reason, because it does not belong in the fry family. All it is is a cut-up vegetable that is meant to be passed off at the imitation fry to make sure that it is a healthy alternative for you. It does not belong in the fry family. It is in no way uh, should be regarded as a fry. It is just a cut-up vegetable, like I said, that is made to help you feel better about eating fries. (laughs) And there is nothing else that you can tell me that will be any different. A fry is a potato, uh, not a sweet potato, but a regular potato. 
There, I've said it, and I will tell you that the judge uh, has spoken in regards to that. Case adjourned. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Oh, my God, that's great. So, I've had my rant now. Um, (laughs) I feel better, thank you. (laughs) I've, I've gotten it. I've gotten it off my chest, and I feel a lot better about it now. <laughs> Sorry. I just don't think that it belongs in that. I don't know. It's a different show for me. You don't have to apologize to me. We've had, we've, had a, we've had this argument back and forth. There's no reason that you have to apologize to me. <laughs> hey, sorry, it's hot, though. But, um, yeah, but <laughs> one of our stories tonight. Pardon me. <clears throat> yeah, now after I've had that rant, I've had to cough. Um, it's you telling getting... you you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good, you know, I was doing good up until when I had to talk about that, and then all of a sudden now I've got a cough. So, yeah. Um, one of the stories that I want to talk about tonight. This is actually pretty interesting because I saw this this week, and there were a lot of people who felt one way or the other about this. And a California high school apologizes for its football team's 106 to nothing victory. That's right, 106 to nothing. Because when I heard about the quarterback this past week who had threw for 13 touchdowns, I was like, what the heck was the score? Uh, the opposing coach alleges Inglewood High School refused to invoke a mercy rule even after the team was up 59 to nothing in the first quarter, drawing criticism from the state's governing body. Now, I want you to listen to the story a little bit. Uh, they apologized, and uh, their principal issued a statement on Monday apologizing to Morningside High School, saying that the administration will work to ensure the school's football program conducts itself with the, quote, highest level of sportsmanship and integrity going forward. Uh, she went on to say that we did not conduct ourselves with sportsmanship and integrity, and the final score was unacceptable, adding that the Inglewood coach also offered his apologies to the Morningside High School football program and the larger school community. The apology comes after Morningside coach Brian Collins told the Los Angeles Times that the Inglewood team refused to allow a running clock, even as the team was up 59 to nothing after the first quarter, calling the decision classless. The California Interscholastic Federation adopts a running clock, quote, if there is a point differential of 35 or more points at the end of the third period or after as a mercy rule, according to its bylaws. Another rule allows periods to be shortened by, quote, mutual agreement of the opposing coaches and the referee. A statement was issued Saturday by the California Interscholastic uh, Federation Southern Section denouncing the 106 to nothing game, saying it expected all of its members to behave with good sportsmanship. And uh, Inglewood High School, of course, uh, is home to quarterback Justin Martin, who, co- who is committed to attending the University of California, Los Angeles, and he threw for 13 touchdowns against Morningside on Friday. But here's my thing, and this is where I kind of had an issue, because going back and reading that once again, it states that if there is a point differential of 35 or more points at the end of the third period, after the end of the third period, or after, as a mercy rule, 
Um, so to me, after the first quarter, even if it was 59 to nothing, that's a boot point because it wasn't after the third quarter. And if it was that bad enough, then the officials, I felt, probably should have stepped in. But they weren't because the second part of that is by mutual agreement um, of the opposing coaches and the referee. And it makes me wonder if anything was said by the coach after that period or if he just stood there and watched his team continue to get pummeled. Because then at that point, it's your fault. And I don't think that in this day and age that anyone should have to, quote, let up on the gas because somebody is getting pummeled. If you really wanted to stick it to them, then why couldn't you score? You're telling me that you're that bad that you couldn't score a touchdown or a field goal, that you got blanked 106 to nothing? Even if it was 106 to 7, I would have been like, hey, you know what? Defense gave up a touchdown, so it's really you know impressive, but you gave up a touchdown. If it was 106 to 21 or to whatever, I was like, they gave up 21 points. would have been nice to blank them out because that would have been the next thing coming out of a sports fan's mouth. But this is a learning lesson for those kids that, hey, Try a little harder. Maybe it wouldn't have been a 106 to nothing game. I really don't think that they really should have had to apologize for being that good. What say you? Uh, I agree. I don't think they should have. I don't think they should have to apologize. I don't think that they did the right thing. I mean, being up that that what was it 50 something to zero. In the first quarter, the first but the rule says after the third. Yeah, they probably should have. Yeah, I know the rule says after the third. I don't know what the coaches were doing. Let's let's do it that way. I don't know what the coaches were doing, and I don't know what they were asking or what they were talking about if they even talked. But after that first quarter, the if it was so that, bad, you should have told your team to like head for the lockers and let's just forfeit the rest of this game. There's 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 two things that should have happened. I don't think they should have forfeited the game because that's even worse. But there should have been two things that would have happened. There should have been a discussion between the head coaches and the head coach that was on the losing end of that spectrum should have been given the right to kind of like, as the head coach of the winning team, you should be like, you know what, I'm going to defer to you. Or it's the first quarter. And I could put in my second string and see what happens and then if you want to keep going I could put in my third string and and uh, because you know football teams have multiple strings practice squad you know <laughs> there are a lot of people on that sideline give people a chance to play by all means we'll do that um, there should have been that discussion if that discussion did not happen then that's on the head coaches that's not on the team two if the head coaches did have that discussion and the head coach of the winning team said, you know what, forget you, that has to wait till the third quarter, per the rule, I mean, it, it's kind of a crappy thing to do, but if that's it, that, that coach should have pulled his first string and let his second, third practice squad strings play. So with I'm gonna that play. being said, with that being said, I don't think they should have to apologize. As bad as this is going to sound, 
that's part of life. Like it's, I don't like the participation trophy kind of culture that we have right now. Oh my God, we're going to be so bad. You should have, you should apologize to us for not letting us do this. Well, no, we shouldn't have to do this. You should come to play. This is football. You should come to play. And if you are that, if you are not skilled enough to play against our team, then you should be ready for this kind of beating. This is, I, I, I hate to say that, but that's, that's, that used to be the very first game in a Big Ten season was the beating game to get the mm-hmm. team warmed up for the Big Ten. Like, I remember college being this way. The pros are this way. I'm sorry. If, the, if, professional fo- if this was professional football and you are, this is something that you want to do and you end up on a team that loses 35-0, to zero, you're losing 35-0 to zero in the first quarter, you're going to get booed. You're going to have to get used to it. Like, I, Well, here's where I'm a little bit mad. There, more mad. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Here's, where I'm a little bit more, here's where I'm a little bit more mad because, number one, they were already up 59 and nothing at the end of one. Even if they had mm-hmm. gone with a run clock, with a team being that bad, giving up 59 points in the first, they're lucky that this game wasn't 240 to nothing. They actually kind of did mm-hmm. let up on the gas because, okay, we're going with a running clock. What if we just do running plays and no passing plays and our running back just pummels your you know, defensive line and runs for touchdowns? It still would have probably been that score. Mm-hmm. I don't know what would have worked in this situation. <laughs> and apologizing is like, That's what like I'm you said. There's... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, apologizing is like, hey, we're sorry you're that bad and we're that good. <laughs> we're sorry. You know, it's it's pointless. Yeah, it's. I don't like that somebody wants or they, they if they apologize because they felt bad, I don't know that they should, I don't know. I don't know what all the ins and outs are, so I can't make a very good decision on this one. But, like, I honestly think. Apologies should have been thrown out the door. There should have never been an apology for, for somebody that says, "Hey, you know, I, I, I we suck, so you should, you should be nice to us." No, if you really suck that bad, get better, get good. Like, don't, don't hate <laughs> a bad player. How does this go? How does it go? It's a, it's a gaming thing. Uh, a bad gamer bl- blames the controller. <laughs> so it's like you saying, okay, we, yeah, okay, we're not great, but you shouldn't have beat us that bad. Well, n- no, we beat you. It's a loss. Done and done. <laughs> yeah, it really sucks that you, got, you lost by 100 points. And a lot of people are going to talk about you losing by 100 points. But guess what? you still would have lost. Even if they said, you know what, it's already the end of the first quarter, we're already up 50-something to nothing, we're going to put in our practice, we're going to skip second, third, and fourth strings, and we're going to put in our practice squad. We're going to put in our JV. We're going to put in our freshmen. I think they would have found a way to be offended even then by that. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to get offended by, by losing. So it's it comes back to I. It's the participation trophy 
era. I was not part of that. I don't, I don't, you weren't part of that. You lost, you lost. You didn't, you know, you didn't get, you didn't get a ribbon for just showing up. Mm -hmm. You got first, second, or third. In track, sometimes it went to six, only because it could. (laughs) And even then, if you got a sixth place ribbon, it was like, God, bury that. You know? Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm one of those people, even if he had ran the clock and they had played with probably like second to first stringers still, the game probably would have been far worse. So I think they actually did let off the gas. They just happened to score, you know, about 47 more, more points. So uh, you're lucky they weren't scoring 59 points every quarter. Because otherwise... This would have been a historically really bad game. <laughs> but uh-huh. here's the other thing. Next time, if somebody said, hey, if you don't like the result, the next time you need to practice your behind off and go out there and make sure a 106 to nothing game doesn't happen again. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's on you. That's on you. <laughs> that is on the losing team. It's not on the winning team. You lost. Yep. I don't know. So. That's a mean thing for me to say, I know, but. But we're a little bit past the halfway mark, and I know that some of you have been patiently waiting for the. <laughs> I knew that I knew that was going to take us for a few minutes because it, it just uh, when it comes to sports things like that, especially high school, it's not the first time and it won't be the last time. But if you're so worried about something like that happening once in the blue moon, then you need to have things in place as to where you take it out of the hands of the coaches and into the hands of the officials, and the official steps up and says, "Hey." We're at this score now, so this is what it's going to be. Because if you leave it up to the hands of the coaches, <laughs> if I'm a coach, I'll be like, well, we're still playing. What about you? So, I don't know. We're at the uh, halfway point. Time for the retro moment of the week tonight. Um, food and drink is what we'll look at. And um, we'll be back on the other side with what a Florida mother can't do anymore. And if we have a little bit of time, uh, you can tell the kids to leave the room because we're going to talk about sex on the first date. You heard that right. Uh, along with the Urban Dictionary, we're here today and we'll look at what's trending. This is page one with LeVar Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. We're going down to Burger King. to use the Bartles and James premium wine cooler. One lady in Massachusetts even uses it to make bread. Well, Ed suggests an even better idea is to use it as a topping. For example, as a topping for ice. This is quick and easy to do and will not only improve the flavor of ice considerably, but will make it more attractive as well. So if you're tired of having your ice just plain, add some Bartles and James. We hope you appreciate this suggestion and thank you for your support. 
You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Bottles and games? Uh, yeah. They have, because I think my mom used to have them in the house. Like, that was her wine cooler of choice. <laughs> All right, mom. A little bottles and games. Um, but, yeah, so, no, this, uh, you know, I'm shocked that Burger King used to have a regular ham sandwich. And yeah, you can imagine from the looks of it, it was exactly what you probably thought it would be. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably why they don't offer that anymore, but they still do have the chicken sandwich in the long form. And I guess the fish sandwich. So uh, yeah. Uh, But trending tonight uh, on Twitter, before we get to our other stories here, of course, AEW and SmackDown is trending. And then Astro World Fest is trending as rapper Travis Scott takes the stage at his third annual Astro World Festival in Houston, Texas. Endwalker is trending tonight as Final Fantasy XIV expansion Endwalker will be delayed by two weeks. Um, this coming from the creative director, uh, Naoki Yoshida, pushing the release date back to December 7th. So if you were waiting for that, Got to wait a couple of other week, a couple more weeks. Uh, Love after lockups also trending tonight. Uh, Derek Rose is trending tonight as Julius Randle and Derek Rose lead the Knicks to a win over the defending champs in Milwaukee tonight. Um, also trending tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to really go into all of this, but Aaron Rodgers is trending and for. <laughs> Um, I am pretty sure for those of you who followed the story this week of the fact that Aaron Rodgers is now on uh, COVID protocol, uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show today and he discussed uh, his vaccination status, saying that he's, quote, in the crosshairs of the wolf mob, consulted with podcast host Joe Rogan, and has also taken, uh, uh, was it Ivermectin? Um, it was a lot of interesting things that came out of that interview and people are pretty much, uh, it's pretty much one way or the other and has been a hot topic all this week, but he is trending tonight. Um, and also trending tonight is, um, Mr. Freeze. Um, someone came up with the question, Okay, if you can't mention the Joker or Harley Quinn, who are your three favorite Bat villains? Any era, any medium, just your three faves. So, uh, yeah. 
Mr. Freeze is uh, one of the faves. That's the best they could come <laughs> up with was Mr. Freeze? And it's Dr. Yeah. Freeze, I think. They said Mr. Freeze. <laughs> okay, Mr. Freeze. I think it's actually Dr. Er, but whatever. I'm, I I could be wrong. I'm not VC Gal, so I'm not going to make that comment. Really, that's the best they came up with for <laughs> a villain for Batman. The Riddler? Penguin? Two-Face? Uh, someone mentioned That's here. That's three right Mr. there. Well, someone said Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, and specifically the Penguin from Batman Telltale Games. Uh, they said overall, though, third is probably Bane, which I thought was Batman. But oh, Bane is a good one too. Uh, but uh, Bane is there. Uh, Riddler uh, is there. Um, so yeah, uh, other Bat people have mentioned a lot. Of, a lot of people are mentioning like some odd characters, some off characters like Scarecrow, Hush, Clayface, Two Face, um, Talon. Two Face um, is that odd. Yeah, Catwoman is on here. Uh, Hugo Strange, uh, but yeah, a lot of them are pretty much saying um, the first choice. So um, yeah, um, and yeah, so pretty much that is. It tonight. Um, that is what's trending. So, uh, in Florida, you know this. This won't be the first time. It won't be the last time. But a Florida mother has been banned from volunteering at school over her OnlyFans account, and she now plans to sue. Uh, Victoria Treese. She spent the last five years volunteering at Sand Lake Elementary School near Orlando with her children ages 10 and 5. Uh, the mother of two, who, uh, two children who attend a school uh, near Orlando was told that she could no longer donate her time on campus after complaints about her work in the adult entertainment industry. Uh, the NBC affiliate down there, WESH, reports that she has spent the last five years volunteering at Sand Lake. And two weeks ago, she was told that she could no longer volunteer and that her occupation, including a subscription site on OnlyFans, was the reason why. Uh, Nobody has the right to judge what other people do for a living. I feel judged and so isolated, she said. Uh, She passed a background check and other requirements and does not have a criminal record. And she was notified of the move after someone sent images from the account to school administrators. She said, I was humiliated and I should not and no one else should be concerned about what other parent does. What another parent does, I just love spending time with my kids, and I have a great relationship with other parents and students. Apparently not. Her attorneys notified the Orange County School District, and they intend to sue for a million dollars. The application to volunteer does not have a spot to place a person's occupation. Um, the attorney said that what, uh, you know, pretty much about pointing the finger and saying that we don't approve of you and being around children, that becomes frightening when, uh, you know, you start really looking into those things. And district officials later told her that she could chaperone field trips but may only supervise her own children. So uh, this isn't the first time. I do believe that months ago we talked about a mother in California that kind of was going through the same issue. But is it fair Because, I mean, okay, in the last year and a half, there have been a lot of people who have taken to OnlyFans uh, for means of making money. And um, I get it. 
in a way that you're working with kids. You don't want to become a distraction for the other adults, but it's telling me that other adults were actually on Cause I don't know how they would find out about it unless somebody was just flipping through only fans and, <laughs> and just happened to see it, which I don't know how, but you know, I'm a little bit conflicted by these because you don't know what somebody's parent does unless it just spills out there to judge a parent based on the fact that they may do some postings on a site such as OnlyFans uh, in regards to taking care of your kids, especially if they have a spotless criminal record and have had no issues in the past up to that point in regards to taking care of said kids who at that age don't even know what OnlyFans is. I mean, no, question mark? No. I would get it if it was high school, but he's a younger kid. They don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't, it's one of those weird things where it's like, I don't understand, one, somebody sent the pictures to the administrators, so the administrators mm-hmm. never even looked. So, do we not want I'm trying to think of another career um, okay in this day and age where there are uh, legal marijuana establishments do we mm-hmm. want a, a business owner who is a marijuana business owner being somebody stopping them from being able to volunteer for their kids I know that's not the same, but that's how I feel. It's like I feel like you want your kids to be able to become – you want your kids to see that the adults still want to be part of their education. That's the point of mm-hmm. volunteering. You want them to be to be a, an active part of the child's education. I volunteered for my kiddo. Um, I went in. I work with some – Drug, sex, and alcohol are my bread and butter. That's that's where you know that's where my wheelhouse is. And people found out about that and did not have a problem with that. The other adults actually found that more reassuring because that was that was that meant that I wasn't offended by anything that they were talking about at the time. Um, and unless it's career day and she goes up and goes, I'm an OnlyFans person. I highly doubt she's doing that. <laughs> right. I don't think she's going into the school dressed in, a, in, a, in an inappropriate manner, or they would have said it's because of the way no. you dress. I don't think she's no. going into the school and flirting with the male staff going, hey, check out my OnlyFans. I don't think that's happening. If it's to the point where somebody else, that was a, that was a, that was blatant and very pointed at that woman. Um, do I think she should get a million dollars for it? No. But I do think that she should be able to volunteer for her kids, Um, especially if she's being able to keep that kind of influence away from her children, and they live in the same house. It's real easy to keep it away from other people's kids because you don't have to be you don't have to see them after work, you know. Um, I just I, I I get where people don't want that to be a distraction. But on the other hand, it's like, well, maybe being a police officer is a distraction. What if my child? What if I was in jail and I had a blatant hatred for law enforcement and 
such stuff at home, and my kid grew up with that fear of law enforcement, and now, you know, Susie's daddy is volunteering, and he's a cop. Well, that's a distraction for me. You know, I just, I don't know. It's it's a very, it's a very, if you want somebody to volunteer, then you have to be able to either line it out or, un, like, accept what you get. If you are going to draw lines about careers, then you have to draw lines that are very clear and have everybody that, I'm sorry, you're being, you're not allowed to volunteer anymore because you have an OnlyFans account. Okay, well then, I want to know that every other parent doesn't have one. Go. I want to know that every other parent doesn't have a Snapchat. Go. I want to know what every other parent does for their job. That should be part of this volunteer form. She went through a background check. She's got a spotless yep. record. How can you that what she does to earn money? Spotless record. And yet, after COVID. Well, here's my question to you. Okay, let's go back to when your daughter was in school. If your daughter was in back in what? I want to say when kids were probably around that mm-hmm. age. Back, if you knew of a parent mm-hmm. that did adult work, but you would have never known it until somebody found out about it and they had a spotless record and was good with the kids and had been there the last five years and you didn't know it till then, would you still trust that person around your kids or want that person to be around your kids? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Here's the thing. If I didn't know, if I if my child was in school and there was a volunteer and I didn't know that that parent I'm I am that parent that gets involved I and I don't I, I don't want to be use the term but tiger mom comes to mind I mean it really does I am that mother that was in her crap all the time like I need to, I I want to know who your friends parents are I want to understand what their views are. I want to know who who else you're hanging out with at school. I I want to know who your teachers are. I want to know what they're telling you. You know, like those are things that I wanted to because I also wanted to be able to not necessarily curb but steer her in the right direction when it came to okay. forming opinions. Mm-hmm. So if she was going to form an opinion, it had to be valid. It had to be, um, it had to have, like, solid foundations with it and then that kind of thing. So if she was going to be like, hey, I think that the world is flat, well, now I want to know where you got that idea from so that I understand where you're coming from and why that's what's attracting you to that opinion, which is in my, we're, that's, a whole different, that's a whole different show. If somebody yeah. around her was somebody that I had already gotten to know and trust, and then I found out later that that person was in the industry. I would still know and trust them because I already got to know and trust that person. Would I be surprised? Absolutely. Would I probably go to that person and go, why didn't you say something? Absolutely. Right. But I'm also not afraid to go to somebody and be like, hey, be honest with me. A lot of people get so uptight about that. So like, just tell me what's going on. Yeah, it, so, it's one of those things. 
and I, I agree with you because it's one of those things where, hey, if they are good with the kids and spotless record, no other issue, you wouldn't even have known it, and it just like happened that somebody came across this stuff and was appalled by it. Even though I question, I don't think somebody just it. happened across it. I think somebody was yeah, looking for it, honestly. And the thing is, is that you know it's sad that you know those that small group of people, you know, were so concerned, but. This lady has been around your kids for years and probably, and like I said, they're too young to even know what this stuff is. Like I said, it's a different story and it's a slippery slope when it's high school because at that point, we all know how high schoolers are. And, but these are little, right, these are little kids, uh, you know, they're not even going to know unless you tell them and even then they're going to be like, okay, what are you talking about, you know? And now they have to read this stuff or see this stuff and be like, hey, so-and-so's gone because of this. And they weren't even aware. But you, who are so uptight, you know, are coming out here and pretty much, oh, I can't deal. And she's been there for five years. Like I said, even the first few months, I'll be like, okay, that's that school. They don't know her. Whatever. But five years? Yeah, if it was like I'm she was there sure. like six months. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So nothing that she did before then was, you know, meant anything. And at this point now, because she has this side job and is doing this, which hurts none of those kids, that you have an issue with it. Yeah, I uh, I can't deal. Um, anyway, we're coming up on the top of the hour here. It's coming up on uh, 11 o'clock in the east, 10 o'clock central time here. Page one, LeVar and Mary. Uh, looks like we're going to be going into overtime tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it is a good thing we're coming up at 11 o'clock. Putting in, uh, yes. You put in uh, sports shows. <laughs> you put in sports stuff. You know we're going to be going into overtime. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 overtime tonight. But uh, this next one, I guess you can call it sports. But the story that came out, <laughs> it's wrestling. Sports and sex. Um, that's what we're doing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this particular story was coming from BuzzFeed this week, and um, I and actually I was going to say I actually do feel a cough coming on. I'm still a tad sick. <laughs> uh, I'm getting better every week. This is live radio, so pardon me while I take a drink of water. Brought to you by well, I can't even say the brand because they don't sponsor us, but. Pardon me for a moment. <laughs> um, so I didn't want I didn't, I didn't want, like, awkward silence. Yeah, I didn't want awkward silence where somebody was like, "What the heck is he doing?" Um, but this comes from BuzzFeed this week, and it said that uh, about a woman's video about why you should have sex on the first date is going viral, and it's starting a debate. Um, Recently, a woman named Eve caught the attention of over 25 million people after she made a video talking about the importance of having sex on the first date. And in her video, she says, okay, I'm going to tell you guys why it is crucial important to have sex on the first date, so hear me out. I recently was seeing this guy. We were taking things slow. We probably had 10 to 15 dates before actually having sex. Before we had sex, I asked him, quote, so – what do you like during sex? Uh, do you have any kinks? He was like, no, I don't really have any kinks, nothing crazy. Uh, she continues, so we have to have sex. At first it was fine. 
uh, his equipment was fine. He was fine. And then we, he starts dirty, starts the dirty talk. He says, now I know what you're thinking. Dirty talk is sexy. Dirty talk is hot. I agree completely. But this man did not do your typical. He could have said anything other than what he said. Let me reenact this for you. I'm him. Yeah, yeah. You want me to get you pregnant? You want me to put a baby in you so everybody knows you're mine? Now, I don't kink shame, but what the F? <laughs> First time having sex, I asked you about kinks. You didn't think you should tell me that? You don't spring that on somebody? Also, then he was like, talk back. Talk back. Say something. Do you want me to say? Yeah, you want to pay for my abortion? Yeah, you want to be a single dad? Months of getting to know this guy, getting deep with him, getting personal with him, out the door. Have sex on the first date? You heard it here first. Um, she said the main reason she thinks having sex early on may be beneficial is because it can help you determine if that person is sexually compatible with you. She says, quote, make sure there isn't anything major that you aren't okay with, but also keep in mind that sometimes sex is awkward at first. Sex gets better the closer you and your partner become and with good communication. Uh, she also clarified that while she seems very passionate about having sex on the first date in her video, she really believes people should do whatever they're comfortable doing sexually and at their own pace. She says there's no right way, and I actually don't feel that strongly about having sex early on in dating. I was making a joke and being dramatic. Even though she was making the video in a joking manner, people in the comments understood the point she was trying to make. Um, so, you know, pretty much if you don't like surprises in the bedroom, you might as well do the deed first to see if it's what you like. But also do whatever you feel comfortable doing and don't ever let anybody on social media decide what is best for your sex life. So even in a joking manner, it sparked a debate. Does she have a point in actually having sex almost as soon as possible? If not first date, I would probably say even second date so that nobody's wasting anybody's time. The floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we start this, are we talking young adults or are we talking established adults? I'm going to say everybody. throw everybody in the same. Um, Let's throw uh, everybody under the bus. Okay. I think it's <laughs> – I think it's more. I think it's more appropriate for someone to. And and again, this is you have to do it at your own pace. I'm not. I'm not about to say anything about this. But as you get older, the sooner you can, I think w- would be better. We don't. As you get older, we have less time to waste. Um, but as younger younger generation, I I think they don't have the skills to communicate properly. So there's like it's kind of like a, a bell curve. Although it would be beneficial, they don't necessarily have the communication skills to to be able to be like this isn't working for me for these reasons. On top of it's not working in the bedroom. Whereas when you get older, I can articulate straight off the bat like, dude, it ain't working, and not for whatever reason, you know, not because we, we're we not sexually compatible. I can look somebody straight in the face and be like, yeah, no, thanks, you're sweet, moving on. Um, but I'm also 
I've also had a lot more experience with a lot more, like, a lot more communication with people, not sexual experience. That number is for a later date. Um, but I've had more communication experience with people. So I can, I, I can, I can convey that better as you get older. It's that weird bell curve. I kind of agree with her, though. There, there's a little bit of, I think people let their guard down a lot more when there's sex involved. So you mm-hmm. almost get to know somebody a little bit better when sex is involved. The problem is separating sex from emotion. So yes. that's, a, that's, a, that's a door. And I'm not saying have emotionless sex because that's awful. Um, that's a door well, you have so to be willing to walk through. <laughs> right. Uh, but those people normally say straight off the bat, like those people tend to be very vocal and very adamant about, like, be very upfront about what they're doing. They're like, listen, this is all this is to me. I don't like, you know, I'm not in love with you. I'm not trying to be in love with you. This is not a relationship kind of thing. I want to get mine and be done. Um, the, the flip side of that, is, and again, this is where that bell curve comes in, I think, when you're younger, I don't you have the experience. I don't know that you have the the, the confidence to be able to talk to someone <laughs> and say that there's, or even better than that, I don't know that they have the confidence or the experience to separate that. Be like, yeah, I'm just here to no, get mine and be done. Don't. And then two weeks later, they come back and they're like, but I thought you liked me. And, you know, like, we had something and it was awesome. I just, why did I turn into a 90s surfer dude? But just, it really, (laughs) I think that bell curve happened. So I agree. As the 60-something-year-old woman that I am, I agree. I would do that um, in my dating life. That's one, two, three dates in. If I'm really feeling somebody, I'd be like, yeah, let's try this. Let's do it. Like, I'm really feeling you. Let's see if we match physically. And if we don't, no harm, no foul, dude. Now, but I'm that, also older. Just a quick asterisk to that. But those who go into that just for the point of just having sex, knowing that it's not going to work, <laughs> and you already know it's not going to work, uh, all we have to say to you It ain't is, cool being no jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yeah, here's the thing. I've thought about that that um, that thinking or that method for a very long time because here's the thing. I think you're right. When it is younger, the maturity level, and I know they're going to hate this word again, the maturity level with sex is a little different when you're younger compared to when you're older. Um, because I think when you're older, you've been weathered or you've weathered the storm, and you kind of know that it's going to take once or twice. You might give somebody a second chance after that. And if it's just not vibing, it's just not vibing, you're not going to be as hurt as you were when you were, say, 19 or 20. <laughs> okay. Um uh, even in the mid-30s, I think by then you've kind of weathered the storm and you're out of that period as to where you get 
easily attached because somebody's shown interest in you and it's the whole thing of having sex. And Because here's the dangerous part to all of that, and I'm glad that there was that little saying in the end where it's like your own pace because even for some people, whether you're 20 or 30 or 40, sex to a lot of people is still – which it should be for you if that's your thought, but it is still a uh, an emotional attachment because you're giving something of yourself that not everyone gets, which is why we kind of put that asterisk to that, that, hey, you know, if you just don't want to do it at all, uh, okay. <laughs> but when it comes to that time when you finally do, we're just saying, hey, as an option, so that you're not wasting each other's time. That's sad now. You have to think of it as let's just have sex now so that we're not wasting each other's time and I can find out how you are. <laughs> Sadly, we come to that point. Yeah, because you know? it sounds like wasting time, like sex is a waste right. of time. Right. And sex I'm like, is never exactly. a waste. If you're doing it right, sex is not a waste of time. People, no, if no. you're doing it wrong, if you look at sex as a waste of time, just right. my five cents. But it's sad now that we have come to the whole thing of saying that we're pretty much building a relationship with somebody down the line based off of jumping ahead a little bit, more jumping ahead than what you normally would have waited. Because I don't know. There's no perfect book to this. Because when you are dating, what is the right time to have sex? You know, back then, I think about well, I try to. Uh, our parents, when they dated, <laughs> I know I had to think about that as I said it. When they dated, you know, they probably didn't sleep together on the first date. Probably not even the second date. Probably not even the third date. Probably not even the first month. But it's kind of like, okay, when is the perfect time? You know, you don't want to rush things along. And definitely on the first date is rushing things along. And how do you initiate that? I mean, how do you even say that? Because if you go out, do you say at the end of the day, oh, so this is the point, I guess, where we go back and have sex and see if this is going to work out for us? <laughs> how does that work? You know, it's kind of like you pretty much Would have that already you put off if a woman said that to you? Me? No. Yeah. <laughs> but is that because is that because you're – more mature, or is it? Would that have thrown you off if you were younger? Not even if I was younger. I'm a guy. Guys want sex, so it's not going to throw me off at all. You're asking. You're asking the wrong, <laughs> wrong sex that question. <laughs> if you ask me, it would be a very, very small number. If you ask a guy, hey, is that going to throw you off if we want sex? I don't know. It might. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're going to get that answer from too many guys. <laughs> it's like asking a guy, hey, you want to see some uh, naked pictures of me? Gee, I don't know. I might not want to. You might want to <laughs> set that aside. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get too much of a no. <laughs> I think that question more, I would turn that question more towards you. If a guy came to you and said, hey, let's have sex now to see where this goes, would that throw you off? Here's the thing. They do that already. <laughs> hey, I baby, know, but does it baby. throw you? But but does it throw you off? Though? No, because I'm also older. I'm also older. So at eighteen, nineteen, twenty, probably 
mid-30s maybe, uh, probably not, um, after college and everything, probably not. But um, and Because you've weathered the storm and now so you know what to expect that. Yeah. Yeah, so if a guy was like, hey, baby, you know, we had a good date. Let's have sex and see if this is going to work out. I'd be like, I could tell you whether or not at that moment in time, depending on how things were going, I could be like, well, okay. Or, mm, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, okay, so now I'm going to turn the question on you. If it was a guy that you really, really liked on this first date, and he had potential, and he said, hey, Mm-hmm. You know what? I really want to see where this goes, but the only way that I'm going to have a feeling of where this goes is if we sleep together tonight. Would you be open to that? Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with her 100%. Hmm. Like, there is, if there is, a, okay, and this is going to sound so sweaty. Um, <laughs> if there is a, there's the big three. Okay. There's the emotional attraction, there is the intellectual attraction, and then there's the physical attraction. My mm-hmm. two big ones are the intellectual and the um, physical attraction. Those are my two. Mm-hmm. Um, the emotional attraction tends to grow over time with me. Like I can be, I could not be emotionally attracted to you at first, but then as we've gotten to know each other, if the other two are clicking, I can kind of, that can grow. So if I'm intellectually attracted to someone and physically attracted to someone, and that someone came up to me and said, you know, we had a really great first date, and, like, I see some good potential here. What do you think? Do you want to go back to my place? I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. And then if it didn't work out, it would be okay. And, <laughs> right. And like I said, this sounds so funny, but it's happened. It's happened in the past, and, and I don't hold any of those people that did not work out in any disregard or any, like, any lower status than I did when we first dated. It was, like, at the date. It, was, it just didn't work out. And there's been plenty of times when I've gone on a date and it was like I was physically attracted to the person and I was just like, we started to have a conversation and it was like talking to a brick wall. I'm like, oh, God, no, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> so, um. so to those potential suitors out there, have a good conversation and go. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, no, I would, I would definitely, yes. I, if that was what somebody said to me, and not like in the sleazy pickup line way, although that would be funny. In the sleazy pickup line way. Yeah, I'd be down for it. Hmm. Um. Kid, you tried your best, and you failed miserably. The lesson is, never try. So, I was going to say, that was not the answer you were expecting. Like I said, Guys are the wrong people to ask that question because if you anybody offers up sex to a guy, it's like okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna turn it down. I'm, I'm sorry to burst your bubble out there, ladies, but yes, if you ask a guy, he's not gonna turn it down. Now, if he turns it down, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I actually think that there is something to her. But then again, okay, here's There's what I'm gonna say. To her madness. There's a method to her madness. 
I agree with her uh, up to the point of where she is correct, that you go at your own pace and at your own comfortability. She's not saying, hey, go out here and have first date sex with everybody that you can in one week and, you know, like five first dates all week and you're having sex five times. You don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, After a while, that will get pretty empty and boring. Um, Mm -hmm. But I get it that if it is a person that you're thinking could be long-term, but you just are waiting for that other shoe to drop and you really don't want to ruin anything, then yeah, I mean, you could. And that's your call, and we are in no way uh, advocating it. Uh, and then we do say that if you do that, please be responsible and safe. Because um, we don't mm-hmm. want you being like, hey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, so you go out and have sex on the first date. No, we're not mm-hmm. planning for that. Um, but I kind of agree with it. Even like second or third date, if you feel that there's something there, why not? Why not? Life's too short. Why not? Um that actually was a good topic. I, I did not think that, um, yeah, that's that's a good topic to probably, I don't know, maybe we should bring this up again at some point because I was like, um, yeah, because it, it's an interesting thing to um, think about because you don't want to waste your time. And like I said, that's sad that you now have to think about the future of the relationship on the first date, especially if it's somebody that you like. Mm-hmm. And that you to really, I guess, see it out or let it mature for fear that something's going to happen along the way that's going to ruin it. And for her, it was that one moment in bed, which I would have thought that that's something you can work on because she could have been easily like, hey, I don't want to go that weird, you know, um, and they could have worked on that. But, hey, I don't know. Uh, but real quick, uh, I know you've been waiting around Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. There's quite a few here tonight. Um, and of course, here's the rule. Uh, I don't see any of these words until I actually see them and pull them up because the fun of it all for Mary is to hear me pretty much kind of like <laughs> look at these words and then pretty much just, yeah. Um, Hey, LOL, uh, his first word, uh, the person who said this thinks you're mad, sexy, and probably wants to shoot the shot. Not to be confused with, please break my back and have my kids, you sexy so-and-so. Uh, do not ignore the person who says, hey, LOL. Uh, so, for example, if a guy posts a hot pic on Instagram, most likely wearing rings, it says, and the girl says, hey, LOL. So that's somebody that's trying to shoot their shot with you, which I – it's very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, – also, another uh, <laughs> word, well, I'm going to save this one for last. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to go, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not even going to go into what an arm barn is. Uh, I will let you think about that one. <laughs> uh, AFC. Pen? No, no, actually, in this case, it is not the bullpen. Well, <laughs> it is not the bullpen. <laughs> Our farm is meant for something else And uh, it is um, Yeah Anyway, AFC, average frustrated chump A guy who lacks skills and confidence When it comes to women He will often end up in the friend zone Because he obeys girls like a slave As it says <laughs> That's an AFC 
Uh, and then a bang mommy. <laughs> it is okay. a woman expected. It is a woman expected by her male partner to fulfill a mother-like role in supporting his needs. For example, cooking, cleaning, and soothing bad moods, but also provides sex on demand. A bang mommy. Uh, oh. And then the uh, final word of the day that I will give you for tonight, <laughs> spooky dookie. <laughs> I will explain this, and you will have to follow along, but this is one of the Urban Dictionary words of the day, which came back up in the spooky dookie, where it says, taking a spooky dookie is when one enters a bathroom or restroom with the lights off. You can have no sources of light, phone, tablet, candles, etc. Everything must be pitch black. Then you must proceed to take crap as you normally would, wipe, wash your hands, optional but suggested, it says here, and leave all with the lights off. That is a spooky dookie. <laughs> Dang, I'm ahead of my time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But yes, so no, that is uh, exactly what that is. And uh, with that, I know the clock on the wall uh, is telling us that uh, we are just about out of time. And um, did you have any shout outs? Um, Well, happy bonfire day to the people over in the UK. I hope that the fireworks are over. Um, They should be at this this point in the night. Um, We've got a birthday coming up next week. Couple of birthdays coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Three, four. Um, uh, so yeah, happy birthday to those people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's yes, about uh, it for me. Someone very special and close to me, and so to them, happy birthday. I know they will be enjoying themselves next week. Um, and then three of my nephews have birthdays, including one today. So happy! This is like the month of birthdays. Um, right. But. But I'm a little disappointed that you did not say the secret word of the night, but I'm going to play the clip. Quit, quit. So we'll just <laughs> out of our system for tonight. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, but I will say I know that you will not be with us next Friday night. Uh, so I will see you two weeks from tonight. Oh, before I forget. <laughs> and I've been not that I'm forgetting because I forgot, but it is because I wanted to mention it at different points of the show. I keep forgetting. But uh join me a couple of weeks from now on November twenty eighth. That's a Sunday night. New four one one lounge. Uh my guest will be Kate D. Uh in the meantime, you can check out her uh webpage at the Kate D and um, definitely go and check it out before she hits the 411 lounge. Uh, I'm excited to talk to her. She's, <laughs> I've, I don't know Kate personally, but I'm excited about the interview because if you follow her online, she is quite active when it comes to uh, Twitter and also uh, <laughs> um and also on TikTok, um, I know one of her tweets, I'm actually going to read it, one of her tweets from a day ago, she said, I just learned about Japanese mathematics. 
my life just got really easy. That was one of her tweets uh, for the other day. And in one of her wise tweets for the other day, she says the company that you keep are either an asset or a liability. Choose wisely. But she's very funny. Um, But she will be joining me November 28th, 9 o'clock Eastern time, 8 o'clock Central. That's Sunday night, two nights after Thanksgiving. So that weekend, while you are high and full on turkey and everything else, you can listen to Kate and I on a brand-new 411 Lounge. But for now... Um, I will join you in some way or form next Friday night here, uh, page one, nine o'clock central time, 10 o'clock Eastern. Uh, but thank you all so much, uh, for listening tonight. Um, I had, I thought one more thing to say and I, and, and <laughs> I don't, don't recall I think tonight I, I wanted to do something, but I will save that for another time. But in the meantime, I'll thank you guys so much again for listening. Tell your friends about us. We'll be here every Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.